what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. March 20th, 2020, episode number 124. 124. That's a lot. Yeah. It feels like it's been a month since we did an episode, but we did those two back to back, so we had uh, one in the can, but man, a lot has happened uh, since we last talked, dude. And not all is good, but you know what? It could be worse, so the good thing is we're all safe. Um, you know, we're missing some races. That's that's definitely bad, but we got four races in down there at Volusia. So I got to see some racing, got to hang out with my buddies and have some fun, but, uh, you know, like I said, it could be a lot worse. There was some decent racing too. The races that did run, huh? I heard. Uh, I, I didn't get to get down there and see any of them. I mean, a lot of them were what half of them were rained out. But uh, but the ones that did run, I heard the TT held together pretty well, and uh, and there was some good racing there. I heard there was a last lap pass for a win, which is always good to see in any form of racing. So we typically start in Savannah on Friday night with the with an all-star race Saturday's an amateur race there at Savannah. Those two got rained out. I mean, yeah. you should have seen how much rain we were driving in. And, and when we got close to Savannah, you know, the median was completely full of water. So it looked oh, like wow. our lane went straight over to the other lane. It was just water. So there was so much rain that they probably could have got on the racetrack, but it would have been Saturday at the first time they got on there and just trying to play catch up would have been a pain in the neck. So we skipped those two and went on down to Florida and then Volusia. The one you're talking about was the all-star race at Volusia on Sunday. Right. And that's the race that draws the big crowd. Um, I don't know if they advertise more for that one or what happens, but there was a pretty big crowd, uh, a big group of riders. And the last corner pass going into turn three was davis fisher around the outside of jared meese and and historically at that track carter there's never been any high line passing in turn three and four yeah if there's gonna be some high high line passing it's usually in one or two a couple of youngsters found it earlier in the day like some 85s and maybe a, a 250 amateur class something like that and fisher you know caught up to meese pretty early but then kind of sat back and just was stalking them and last lap going into three he just went around the outside and and then came down right in front of meese and it was a nice clean pass and you know i know jared meese hates getting beat he hates getting beat at anything but fisher definitely earned that one well that's what i was gonna ask i mean i, I don't know who the hell shot it from the grandstands i saw some video of somebody like from the grandstands was shooting it so whoever did shoot that video shout out to you i got to see that last lap pass because somebody shot that and i, I guess my question was gonna be but you just said it like Mies doesn't like to lose like was Mies giving 100%? Was he trying to win? Like, was it the way Fisher passed him? It looked like Mies wasn't 100%. But I know Mies, just like you said, he doesn't like to lose. So he must have been going hard. Well, and I don't know if he's on his primary bike. I'm not going to make any excuses. But, you know, Mies doesn't even like being second in line at the grocery store. He'll cut somebody <laughs> off to get in line. So he he has to win. Yeah. And I just think, you know, when you're leading, Carter, when you're leading a race, it's harder to lead for some people. And I'm not saying for Mies, but maybe he was taking it easy, protecting the inside line, because historically that's where people would go up the inside and try to make a move. So he might have checked up a little bit earlier than normal yeah. And uh, to protect the inside line, and Fisher just left it on longer around the outside. Yeah, I, either I, way, I don't I, think was, he saw that. Nice. I yeah. don't think he or anybody in that uh, at that track saw that coming. Um, and, you know, it makes me happy because... I don't have to shave my head at the end of the year if that guy does that in the oh, regular season. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we, we made the bet on the national, You're not right. an all-star. No, I, but okay. I'm starting right. to feel real good about that bet after watching that pass because, damn it, that looked good. It sure did. So it's it's going to be exciting. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the short track, they actually canceled it at the last second. We went out there and practiced a few groups, yeah. and the track just started digging up. It, it was going to be really dangerous. A few people fell in, like, the first three groups, and they stopped practice. Right. They brought out the heavy equipment, uh, tried working on the track, but you got to remember that that's a go-kart track, and so the go-kart just kind of skimmed the top of the dirt. Right. But you put a spinning spinning 19-inch rear wheel with a, a nice treaded tire it was tearing it up so fast and turn two, like from halfway through one until about halfway down the back straight was just, a, it was going to be a nightmare. So they made the decision. We pulled the plug. I made an announcement. We ha- we actually called the writers meeting. We talked over with the writers and, uh, Steve Nace, Rick Tibbetts, 
uh, and a couple other people made the decision to move back over to the half mile, which they had the luxury of going back over, and the half mile was ready to go. They just had to sprinkle some water on it. So we gave them about an hour, hour and a half to pack up all their stuff, wow. move all the way over to the half mile, unload. Then you have to change your setup. You know, you, you change your bike a lot from a short track to a half mile. You have to change your rear wheel, maybe lengthen the, the wheelbase, uh, you know, make some suspension changes, obviously the gearing. Wow. Um, but we had another great day. So we actually had three half miles, and then we ended it with a TT on Wednesday. And it was one of my favorite events we did all week. I mean, the half mile was always good, and it was very fast this year. But that TT held together. It surprised me because the jump just looked like a whole bunch of sand. Yeah. But evidently, evidently they had it packed in tight because it didn't come apart. We stopped and maintained it a couple of times. But... It was great. Uh, the racing was really good in all the classes, and Ferran Cardus was flying. He won the singles class, and, and Chad was up there a couple times, uh, Chad Coase. Yeah. And then in the Twins, it was J.D. Beach, and, and uh, you know, I think Meese was up there. Um, Pearson had quick time, though. It kind of surprised me. Gotcha. No, man, I, I, I'm, I was bummed I didn't get down there for any of that. Um, and, of course, bummed that uh, they didn't run the Daytona TT. I got to ask you, like, was there a sense you think leading up to that event like did you feel like were people talking like that was a possibility i mean because you know you see throughout last week right like just the progression of things that that developed throughout the week like you saw like nba go dark and like postpone stuff and i don't know i i thought that they you know even talking to michael Locke on tank slapping podcast this week like they were gonna run it so like was there any sense from you or conversations you had leading up to it with other riders like you did the thing on thursday talking to riders was there any sense that they were gonna pull the plug or my my only concern was in talking with other people was if they pull out of nascar you know and and postpone those i mean I'm, i don't care football they're in a stadium you know uh golf there's hundreds and thousands of people around the golf course so i yeah. can understand those but when they when they cancel NASCAR, it's an outdoor event. Then they then they canceled, you know, or there wouldn't be any fans were going to be allowed in there. I thought, okay, we're still going to race. We're still going to race. We're still going to race. And I got there Friday. I had meetings, and I was going to do some recording for some commercials and stuff like that. The road racers were still practicing, and then I was going back up to my booth to record. And then I I started getting the sense that something was getting ready to happen, and I never even got to record the commercials. And the, the announcement came out shortly after that. And and it's it's unfortunate, you know, it's it's not our fault. And AFT, we had everything set up, so yeah. they didn't just pull the plug at the last second. I mean, they, they well they did pull at the last second, but they were trying to get the race in. Is what I'm saying well, is they it, didn't. You see those comments on social media and stuff like. there's no doubt in my mind like having been somebody who's you know behind the curtain working on the production side of things there's no doubt in my mind the aft wanted to do that race just as bad as the riders as bad as the fans as as bad as anybody wanted to put that race on i'm pretty sure it was out of their hands the track looked good though the track looked awesome and you know all the teams had already pulled in and unloaded and you know some of them had unloaded and put put their stuff in the garages and stuff like that for nascar garages but um, they called that mandatory meeting like at 345 and I just I could feel what was getting ready to happen so we all sat there and listened to Michael Locke and then there was one question when we got done who, guess who, who asked the question who, just um, guess Jared Meese no that would have been my guess too but Ryan Sipes wow. raised his hand as high as he could Yeah. and Mr. Locke Michael Locke goes go ahead Ryan and he goes the track set up we're here can we practice and I was like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, it got vetoed right away because uh, when the event doesn't happen, there's no insurance anymore. So that, you know, that goes away to save everybody money and stuff like that because they've got to come back and run the event again later. So yeah. I understand it would have been really cool to have some practice going. Um, you know, the road racers did get some of their practice in before they had to shut down as well. So uh, it was going to be really cool. I like the layout of the track. It looked really nice. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, since then, you know, they've postponed Atlanta. They've postponed Charlotte. I think, I don't think it's officially a postpone, but they're probably going to postpone Texas. And uh, just the other day, earlier this week, uh, they postponed Sacramento. Yeah. So, and then the the only one that's kind of hanging out there, like you said, Texas. And then the one after Texas is Paris. Paris, So we'll have to wait and see. And it depends on what the government's going to do. And, and, you know, we've got to take care of this. And California is a mess right now. Like you said, before we start recording they're keeping people in their houses yeah. and give them citations if they're out in, in certain times so i just don't see a sporting event happening anytime soon unless they get this you know quarantine and taken care of 
Yeah, man, it's 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 like I like I said before, man. I don't think anybody has ever seen anything like this in their lifetimes. Um, so it's something I think. Take the precautions you need to take. Uh, follow CDC and the, and the White House recommendations to to limit your exposure to other folks as much as you can. I am definitely no scientist. I'm not going to give any advice. I don't even want to give my opinion because like there's so much stuff that I'm still not even 100% sure on. So I don't know, man. It is what it is. And I, I, I say, you know, there's there's definitely things that take precedent over racing sometimes, whether we like to admit that or not. And so this just seems like one of those situations. So hopefully we'll get back to racing soon and back to normalcy here uh, before too long. The one thing I did like that AFT put out is they're going to do everything in their power to run the full 18 races. So whether we... You know, do double headers, whether we have to throw them in there. I, I hope that happens. I hope we get a chance to do that. That's that's the thing that I'm I'm like looking at the schedule, man. Like it's going to be either they're going to have to run it later into the year or do some like crazy stuff. Like you said, like double headers. I think there was a mention of like uh, Supercross doing some midweek stuff, too. So like, uh, who knows, man? I, I'm sure they're looking at all the different angles and trying to figure that out. It's, it's actually something Locke said when we interviewed him earlier this week. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's they're gonna figure it. They're gonna figure it out, and you know we're gonna get back because like everybody's budgeted for 18. So you want to try to get all the 18 in. My hope is that they run Daytona as the finale. I hope so too. The Daytona 200 is gonna be down there during the the fall bike week, the October bike week. I've yeah. never been to that one. Yeah, it's more geared. It's more geared towards you know the crotch rocket crowd and the and the and the harley and the cruiser kind of crowd but i don't think that matters i think if there's motorcyclists there they're enthusiasts 100 percent. they're gonna go to the 200 yep. why not go to the tt and, and i think they can do it the same day i i would hope so i don't know if, if the track will let us tear up the infield again for that reason um but we'll have to wait and see and i think even if even if we don't race the tt there's still a short track outside turn one and two we could still put on a race there that's that's exactly Uh, the point i was going to make because you know running the tt you don't have the production class like you would want it for the finale so so i i don't know man i think that there is an opportunity i really hope they look into it and i'm sure they are with that uh short track being out there i've even heard riders as as recent as a couple weeks ago saying that they wish that short track was back so this may be an opportunity to bring it back and just make everybody happy go out with a bang in daytona the short track and the tt and uh and put a button on this thing uh even if we get to that (laughs) who knows man there's at this point we don't even know what the hell (laughs) what the hell we're doing next week uh so i don't know man it's 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 definitely crazy uh but i had an idea did it hurt It, it always does but hear me out so okay some crazy shit's gone on in the past week right like stuff that you would never expect to happen stuff that you know but tom brady isn't even gonna play for the new england patriots anymore like the world there's there's some crazy shit going on so i figured you know there's no racing there's no sports right now there's people that are saying that it's not a big deal there's people saying it's the end of the world one you know one extreme to the other but i'm i'm saying if it is the end of the world and all these things that have never happened and shouldn't be happening before are happening. I think we should take a chance and give Kenny Tolbert a call. <laughs> I think we should. I, I called him. I confronted him at Volusia in the pit area and called his phone right there. Of course, <laughs> he didn't have it on him. It was in the truck. He said, uh-huh, in the, uh-huh. the truck. I'm using my parentheses fingers here, but he says in the truck. Of course, his voicemail was full. So everybody standing there was laughing their butts off. Jared Meese was there. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Wood was there. Bubba Bentley was there. And a couple other guys were standing there. I had it on, I had it on speakerphone. And uh, he goes... He goes, I'll call you back. And I'm like, come on, Kenny. I said, you got to so, be on got be on the podcast. Meese wants him on the podcast, too. So this will be the test. If we give Kenny Tolbert a call and he picks mm-hmm. up, then it's the end. We en- know the it, world yeah, it's, is ending. It's, it's going to end or it's, it's, it's ending or it's soon to end because, like, that's 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 going to be the barometer that we're going to use to test this thing. So uh, I'm going to give him a call. Hold okay. your breath. And if he answers, I mean... Okay. If, if this is the way I look at it, if the world's ending and we get a Kenny Tolbert interview before the world ends, win-win for everybody, right? Like that's right. we can right. all go out with a bang. But if he doesn't answer, then we know that there's still hope. There's still an opportunity uh, for for us to turn this thing around. Okay, what do you think? Call him up. 
All right. I've got my notes ready. I've had them ready since October <laughs> of 2018 because that's when we first started calling this guy. Dude, I uh, found a text a that I sent to him in 2018. Was the, Yeah, it was the first initial request to get him on here. And we've been trying. You know, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Is today the day? Well, what if, I, I, if, if it's not today, when we get back to racing, you and I are going to corn him at a race. And do it live. And record. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I love it. All yeah. right. Here we go. All has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Eight, one, seven. Seven is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Kenny Tolbert, it's Off the Groove, another, otherwise known as Hollywood and Chris Carter. We know you're in quarantine. Answer the damn phone. We want to hear from you. Make sure you're all right down there in Texas. There's hope. There's hope. There's, Kenny Tolbert did not answer again. At least the world is not ending. Some of the things that have always <laughs> been are still going to remain. But we'll make that happen eventually. Did you do you know what else happened earlier this week? What? Graham had a birthday. I did know that. Okay. We've actually got a lot of cool messages at the end of this uh, episode that that I've I've tagged on. A lot of people called in, and it's awesome. Like even we even have Barry the Punk call from uh, from across the pond. So wow. Yeah, I know, man. It's it's crazy. It'll be great. So if you uh, if you want to hear some birthday wishes to Graham at the end of the episode, make you smile. Since Kenny didn't pick up why don't we just call Graham mm-hmm. and wish her a happy birthday we can sing to her well i'm not much of a singer but i guess we could try it but that's that's did you that's know why she, it's funny did you know she went to florida yeah yeah oh yeah i saw i followed her posts and she was uh she okay. didn't seem too happy about the fact that it was such a short trip but she did seem happy about seeing some of her flat track family so well let's call her and call her up and wish her happy birthday are you gonna sing with me uh maybe maybe put so me, put me on am the spot? I run yeah let, let's just call it up we'll figure out what happens all right <laughs> play it by ear yeah hi Scotty. hello happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you, you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday, dear Graham. Happy birthday to you. I am. I am so glad you announced and not saying. <laughs> I'm glad Carter doesn't help me out either. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Well, you know, my plan was I'm going to go to Sam's and I'm going to have a hot dog with sauerkraut and mustard on it. That's your birthday nothing, plan. Nothing is nothing is open because well, so... the AFT shut my races down at Daytona. And I had to change my air flight and go back home. You're you're a world world traveler there for a couple of days. I mean, like you flew in, stopped in New Orleans, yeah. I think, on the way down there. Flew into Orlando, drove up, watched the uh, the Volusia TT, the All Star TT. <laughs> turned around, went back to Daytona. We watched the welcoming party, or you got to watch the welcoming party on Thursday night, and then you flew home yeah. right away Friday morning. Yeah, like 6 a.m. Friday morning. So after the party, just changed our plans and drove back to Orlando. Got on the plane as as they were boarding. Yes. <laughs> so you got there just in time. You stopped somewhere in, uh, I think, San Antonio. Then you landed in Dallas, went to Arlington, got your car. And then you decided to be to drive all the way back to Oklahoma City because you wanted to be home. Well, no, I didn't want to if I were a carrier of whatever was going on, then I didn't want to expose those little babies and everybody in Dallas. All right, I got you. Yeah, so I, I would rather be safe than sorry. 
I got gotcha. you. So let's talk about the, the Volusia TT. What did you think of that? And, uh, you know, going into it, I couldn't figure out where they're going to race the track in, until I got there. But I was very surprised at how good the race course was and how it stuck together for the entire day. You know, that TT was one of the best races I've ever seen. I wow. was so impressed with all of those guys for going off the dirt, onto the concrete, back onto the dirt, and right away into a jump. And uh, I couldn't quit watching J.D. Beach as he went over that jump. He looked he looked to me like he had something the rest of them didn't have. But I didn't figure it out, but I was on my feet the whole race. Yeah, it was exciting, and I think also in the in the singles class, Ferran Carduce was hitting the jump a little bit different. Uh, it kind of re- it kind of reminded me of Ryan Sipes at the Buffalo Chip. Yes, and I thought JD might be doing that also, but uh, I thought of Sipes, and I told Paul when I got home that I was trying to figure out or remember what Sipes did on that jump at Buffalo Chip, and uh, I I was at a different position at watching it than you were. Okay. You were straight out from it, and I was clear off to the back. Okay, yeah, you were at you're you're yeah you're on the other side of the landing. So, but what you couldn't yeah. see is he was almost doing a stand up wheelie, so the back end would kind of push the front end down, and he'd get back on the ground sooner. And it was similar to what Ferran Cardus was doing, and JD was doing it a little bit different because on a twin it might be a little bit harder, but he was hitting the jump a little bit different than everybody else too. Well, that's. That's what we learned with Sykes. You knew that. So uh, I think the rest of them also took note on that because you are back on the ground pushing quickly. How about Robbie Pearson was quick time, but him and oh. Rick Cano talked it over and they decided not to go up there and race with those guys. But that that kind of surprised me that, you know, he only had one primary bike. He didn't want to tear it up before Daytona. But how how surprised were you that he was quick time down there? Well, you know, I thought about Robbie, but, you know, he has ridden every track imaginable. I've watched mm-hmm. him all over the country, and so he has a, a lot of knowledge of tracks. And right. so, therefore, I wasn't really surprised at Robbie. Okay, he, all he's right. Just, uh, he's just darn good at what he does. Absolutely. So did you get to see a lot of your flat track family? I know you're just there for, you know, the Volusia TT. And then, you know, I saw you again on Thursday evening at the welcoming party. But did you get to catch up with any of your flat track family you hadn't seen for a while? You know, uh, that party made my whole trip. It made the whole trip. I loved your interviews. I just want to see more of those guys in their shorts and uh, kick back and not not focused, you know, they're just having a good time. And I also want to commend Henry Wiles and Cole Sabala for coming okay. off of that stage and contacting eye contact with those little kids that hung around me all night that wanted autographs. And I was going to see that they got autographs before they left the area where we were. But they right away went directly to those little babes. And, you know, those little kids will never forget that. It just warmed my heart. I I loved it. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. I did did get to see a lot of friends. And my daughter told everybody back in Dallas that I probably had the coronavirus because (laughs) I must have kissed and hugged a hundred people while I was there. <laughs> I think, I think it was more than that. I think everybody, you know, you know, I, when I walk in a place like that, everybody comes up and says hi. And, and it was like a lot of fist bumps. I noticed a lot of the riders were wearing gloves, but yes, they all yes. come up and they hug Graham. They're not scared of you. No, they're not afraid of me at all. And, and I welcome that. I love them to death. And, and the monument, I spent a whole lot of time over at the monument early one morning, nobody was around. And I got to read all of that. And that all of those people are in my era, uh, except for this new group. And it was heartwarming. I mean, I was uncontrollable, just overwhelmed. So everybody yeah, needs to go to that monument. 
Yeah. You uh, you bought some T-shirts down there uh, from AFT. Did you buy everything they had? Because you had some great big bags when we left there. Well, sure I did. I mean, I love the shirts. <laughs> I can't, yeah. Why? Why not? They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't so, see any writers with shirts, and that's who I like to, uh, you know, help support. But the AFT is another one of my family, so therefore, uh, yeah, we did buy a lot of shirts. Did Aunt Penny have fun with you? I didn't. I didn't get to talk to her that much after the autograph session. But did, did she have a good trip? Oh, she had a fabulous time. Only I think the coronavirus uh, is more penetrating to her. And she was a lot more worried than I was. But, you know, at my age, um, I've been through so many of these that it didn't hit me like it hit her. But uh, as far as her having a great time, it was a... Penny and Graham time, I was going to spend my 88th birthday in Daytona Beach at the AFT race, and mm -hmm. uh, that's something I didn't get to do, but what Penny and I decided, how it ended up, we will definitely always remember it. It won't just be a small item. It'll be big in our life, so we're, we're thankful for everything. Right on. Well, it it affects her because she's a little bit older than you. Because you're you're only 29, and she's she might be in her 60s or so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so and and she has children at home, and she has grandchildren, and I think that made the big difference. Whether you worried about carrying it back, because mm -hmm. you're on the airline, and it was spring break, and the airplane was full of kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that that made a big difference. It it was something to be concerned about. But uh, we didn't hear anybody cough or anybody sneeze, so I didn't have to use my parachute. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Graham, the the Daytona TT was postponed for a little bit. So how about we postpone your birthday? And when we go back to Daytona, we can celebrate then. Hey, I'm for that. I'll be All there. Right. God willing, I'll be there. Okay. What are you going to do to keep yourself entertained while you're quarantined with Pa? Uh, I'm going to hurt him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you already figured that out? You got? Do you have all your electronics set up? I mean, you, you just made well, it back from, from Phoenix. You got everything set up? Is everything working? Uh, everything's working perfectly, and I had that set up by the time I drove back from Arizona. So, so I'm good, and uh, he has a garage, and yep. and that, uh, and I put him out there, and then I locked the door. Good. <laughs> well, Graham, Graham, you're awesome. Happy birthday, and uh, thanks for talking to us on Off the Groove. Hey, thank you, but keep announcing. Don't try to sing. I will never be a professional singer. I'll keep I'll keep being an announcer. So you have to listen when we when we record this because there's a bunch of messages that uh, a bunch of people oh called my. to wish you happy birthday. So you have to listen oh. to the podcast. I I know you oh listen to every gosh. one of them. Oh my gosh, this is live. I'm sorry, all, right. all you people. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come out I'm Friday, sorry. Graham. Just like just like normal, it'll come out Friday. Oh. So you did great. Oh, and. And Carter's going to hop on here because we'll talk to you later. But uh, thanks for coming on and being a good sport. Thank you. I love all you guys. I love all my writers. I love you. Love you. Love you, Graham. See you at the races, Carter. All right, Graham. You, Graham. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye-bye. 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 I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I absolutely love that woman. Well, I, I love her too, and I I get the privilege. I get to talk to her whenever I want. I've known her for 47 years, and and the stuff she does just still amazes me. And she is sharp as a tack. And and like you said, right when we hung up, she could have her own podcast. She could, like she should have her own podcast because I was ear to ear grin from the time she picked up that phone <laughs> to the time she hung up. It just made me happy to listen to her. I love it. Yeah. So. That was a little bit of an interview, so I think we have enough for an episode, but you uh, you actually were hanging out with your, your pal Stoney when he was down in Florida, and I've been wanting to have Stoney on. What do you think about calling Stoney and, and talking to him for a bit? 
Well, Stoney's been a sponsor of mine for a long time. He used to race a little bit. Now he's doing some drag racing. But you got to meet him when we, when we went to the Fast and Left movie premiere. He rode up there with us. So I think we sh- it's it's finally time to introduce him to the rest of the world here on Off the Groove. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Stoney Baloney. The Stone Man. This will be fun. This will be fun. Sean. Stone! What up? What up, Dad? Uh, nothing. I was talking to Zippo. I'm sorry you had to do that. Uh, no, I called him. Well, what did you do that for? <laughs> well, he's got my motorcycle. I just didn't want to put it on oh, eBay oh. or anything. Okay, all right. Well, I'll let it slide because of that. But you spent a lot of time with him in the car. I thought that was enough. And you know, a week with him down in, in, in you know, on the way to Florida, on the way back from Florida. I thought you had enough time with that man. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Uh, so, work uh, today. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was going to get ready to say, yeah, get ready to say we're, we're recording right now, so you're being recorded, so be careful. But, all right. How, how, how was your trip to Florida? Did you have any fun at all? I mean, it rained a little bit on the way down there, but we got some good racing in. Oh, definitely some good racing. Uh, the Lucia, the TT was great. Uh, some big names, JDB, she's one of my favorites now. That guy goes good. Uh, Dallas Daniels went great. Uh, Jared Meese. Uh, it was really neat. I got to see Nick Daniels, my old buddy from way back. Him and his dad both. I used to race with his dad, and mm-hmm. uh, which was really cool. And Nick gave me a big hug. He wasn't scared of nothing about that virus. <laughs> and and uh, so that, that meant a lot to me. And uh, got to see some really cool people. I got to see uh, Rick Canode. Uh, Rick's been a good friend of mine for a long time and, uh, he's always really nice to me, you know, and I appreciate that. Of course, got to see Graham and, uh, Connie, your grandma and Penny, I mean, excuse me. Uh, and that was neat, but then they got ripped off. You know, they had, you know, came down got to see one race and then had to leave. Yeah. And, uh, everything was great. Had a good time with you. Uh, everything was good, man. So I've known you for what we decided about 28 years and, and you actually lived around the corner from Aunt Connie and, and just so happened right. you'd washed your bike and was riding that triumph, uh, uh <laughs> around the neighborhood to, you know, just for, just for kicks. And, uh, yeah, well, you happened to go by me and my dad were standing out there and we became friends. Is that right? Well, yes, but how it all started was the first time I went by, you know, I changed the land. I was just getting the old motor old up good and everything. And, I was being cool going through the neighborhood and, uh, I went by and I didn't even know your dad at the time. And your dad sprayed me with a water hose. That doesn't surprise me. Yes. And so I kind of slowed down and went down a little bit and got her woke down and turned around. I thought, yeah, this jerk. You know? So I kind of gassed it up going by and he sprayed me again. So I got on the binders. Yeah. I got on the binders and stopped. And uh, the old Triumph was hitting hard that day. And uh, and so then we became friends from there. Man. So so one of yeah. my favorite stories, though, is you were refereeing at the Oklahoma City Half Mile. And yes. you're right there at the start-finish line. And, and Pa happened to win a race. I don't know what class it was because he, he rode so many back then. But he won a race. Yes. And he stopped at the start-finish line. And he handed you his motorcycle. Yes. Uh, my wife, Bonnie, my sweetheart, uh, she was keeping score. And yeah. so he says, keep the bike running. It was a two-stroke little taco. So I'm keeping you know, ring, 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 you know, keeping it cleaned out for him and everything. And I'll be darned if your grandpa didn't go up and give a kiss to her like she was the trophy girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bonnie, she's kind of timid, and he just kissed her on the cheek, you know. And I go, yeah, dang, yeah. here I am holding this motorcycle, keeping it running, you know. Yeah. And uh, – but and he just grinned. He had a grin from ear to ear, you know. Yeah. And he got on his motorcycle, got his trophy, and took off. <laughs> yeah. And that was the and, end of it. Yeah. And and you still hang out with all of us after you know spraying your bike down with water and, and my my grandpa kissing your wife in front of the you know the the whole world at a half mile at Oklahoma City, and you still hang out with the Dooblers? I tell you what, they're part of my family. Are they accepted me into their family? I'll put it that way. Graham and Paul are sweethearts. Uh, your dad, you, uh, I couldn't ask for better people to hang out with. Well, and then, and then whenever we have a family function, Haley calls and invites you because, <laughs> you know, she's, she's, she's always yeah. want to make sure the stone man's there. 
Yeah. And then your dad says, you weren't invited. And Haley goes, I invited him. I'm That's a right. neighbor. I can invite who I want to invite. Yeah. So That's I get right. to go to all the family Christmas parties, birthday parties. Yeah. Uh, I'm part of the Duber family and it's an honor. I guarantee you that. Well, for so, sure. For sure. You definitely part of the family. You're like my second dad. So I call you dad a lot of times and probably, right, probably makes my yes, dad mad, but, but he understands. So yes, he who does. started calling, who started calling you Stoney first? Cause your last name's stone. It's Ron stone. And that's how they remember uh-huh. you at the races, but everybody calls you Stoney. So do you remember who started calling you that first? Yes. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, I, I used to call me Stoney baloney. And yeah. I had a friend, uh, Tommy Copeland from down home. I grew up in a small town. He said, Bologna's just not cool enough for you. He said, I'm going to call you Bologna for the Bologna, you know, and, uh, yeah. Bologna's fan. Yeah. And so that's how I got calling Stony Bologna, you know, Stony Bologna. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh it's, it's stuck with me ever since, man. It's stuck with me ever since. And so, uh, so that's you you worked in a motorcycle shop for our friend of ours, Jim Evans, who's you know a supporter of Off the Groove. Um, yes. Was that your first experience of getting a motorcycle and kind of hanging around and getting into the flat track world? Yes, it was. And Jim, I'd go over. I had a friend named Ken Kozaraki. They called him Cosmo. And he raced two fifties back in. He had a red and white number plates, which was a novice mm-hmm. and right. uh, pretty fast kid. Pretty fast kid, and. Uh, so I'd go over there to the shop. He had a BSA shop in Shawnee, which is like seven miles from my hometown. And Jim took me in, and I'd go over there, and he'd have me go fill up the BSAs. He'd give me a couple of dollars to go fill them up with gas for him. Mm-hmm. But if he'd only known, I'd have done it for free, you know, just to ride the new <laughs> BSAs, of, you know. Of course, just to get yeah. to ride them. Yeah, just to get yeah. to ride them. And then I'd, I'd always get back, and he'd go, go buy yourself soda pop, too, you know. And, yeah. boy, I just thought I was really cool. And in Shawnee, they had a, a, a motorcycle call, club called the Creepers. And yeah. uh, Shawnee it was a big uh, Randy Cleek, uh, mm-hmm. national number 29, uh, road racer, uh, up and coming, you know, uh, a lot of people say he had the opportunity to be probably number, national number one, you know, but he died in a accident over, overseas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but so anyway, I, they, I got to join the creepers and it was really funny because, you know, they, we went to the meeting and they said, okay, all the new members step outside, you know, like as a secret deal. And I was out there maybe two or three minutes and they came back. Okay. You're in. <laughs> and that yeah. was it, man. They had, they had scramble races and, you know, back in the day, they was, oh, probably at least four or five or six national number guys from Shawnee in that area down there. It was a right. big hub for racing back in the days in the early 70s and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was really neat. Uh, Jim Evans is such a cool cat, man. He he just uh, really kind of took me under his wing, and it was really neat. Uh, that's where I really got to really start hanging out at motorcycle shops. He he meant a lot to me as well as as he did to you because whenever I was racing, he would always come up and shake my hand, and there'd always be a a, a greenback in there, you know, and it usually had a few zeros behind it, and it meant a yes, whole lot to yes. me as a racer, and yes. he still does that to me helping out the podcast, and him and Pat are just some awesome people. Oh, I tell you what, uh, they've been so nice to me. Every time I see him, he'll hug my neck and shake my hand. But, yeah, I've known them. For, uh, one time down in, Sh- in Shawnee, we're racing an indoor down there, and Bonnie was working the gate, my wife. He mm-hmm. says, uh, he said, I'm running a little short on money. He said, I, I can give you a, a, a Yankee dime to get in. What the hell is that? What is that? It's a kiss. It's a kiss. <laughs> and, Bonnie goes, and Bonnie didn't know what he was talking about, you know, him being right. an old racer himself, you know. Uh-huh. He was just trying to work his way in, and then he just laughed because he knew she was my wife, you know. And, right. of course, he paid, and everything was all right. But I'll give you a Yankee dime to get in, and she didn't know what it was. He had to explain to her what it was. Well, I, but, I uh, didn't yeah. know what it was either. Yeah, wow. yeah, a Yankee dime. And, uh, but yeah, they just always been so nice to me and, you know, just, you know, uh, it's always a pleasure to see him. You know, he's, he's such yeah. a cool cat, man. Yeah, such absolutely. a cool cat. Did you get your first flat track bike from him as well? Is that how you got the, the triumph? No, I got that from, uh, 
Richard Williams, R and W okay. Wheels. Okay. And uh but my first bike I ever rode, Johnny Isaacs hooked me up with one. Mm-hmm. And uh uh it was uh he had a number forty five on it, which was uh uh Cartwright's old national number. Uh yeah. and I'm trying to remember his name. Uh Brandon's dad, Brandon Cartwright's dad. Right. Uh and I can't call it right now, Rand- sorry. Randy Randy Cartwright? No, it was Danny, no. Danny Cartwright. Danny Cartwright, there you go, yep. Yeah. yeah, Danny Cartwright, he was national number 45, so it had the 45 on it. And Bonnie and I went to uh, the Tulsa shootout. It was the first mm-hmm. race I ever raced in, and uh, Johnny Isaac sponsored me on the Triumph. And uh, so the 45, that's kind of how I got my number, and I started yeah. looking and uh, when I joined the VDTRA, Vintage Dirt Track Racers Association, I was mm-hmm. the 45th charter member of VDTRA. It was just and, meant to be. And then on my AMA card, the first two numbers are 45 on my AMA. Uh, when, back then, you know, you, wow. you could just get into the races with your AMA pro card, you know, the, yep. just the, yep. your membership card. And that's the first two numbers of my AMA card. So. Uh, that cool. was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And Danny, bless his heart. He's passed away now. Uh, but heck of a racer and yep. Brandon, his, his son, you raced with Brandon. Sure did. Yep. And, uh, both the Cartwright family is very strong in the flat track family in Oklahoma. Also good people, so, good people. So Stoneman, how long did you race flat track? Would you say? Oh, I raced flat track for probably at least what do you think, sweetheart? 25 are you years? To, are you talking to me? I'm talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least 25 years. What, what was your favorite race? Uh, my favorite race, uh, that I, real, the, the, the old Triumph, I had a Trackmaster 750 Triumph mm-hmm. and a Trackmaster frame. Uh, my favorite race was probably in Colorado with you and your dad went up there. It was a short mm-hmm. track. And yep. your grandma was there, and your uncle was there, and uh, I led the whole thing to the final lap, and I was going, man, my first VDTRA national, I've got this thing, I've got it. And a yep. guy passed me a clean pass on the outside, nobody's fault but my own, and he just flat beat me. And uh, that was probably one of my favorite races, but my favorite track was Devil's Bow down mm-hmm. in Texas yep. because – I had the perfect gearing set up on that old Triumph. It just pulled so strong. It was the perfect, I had the perfect gearing, if you could ever get that, that I had it at Devil's Bowl. Right on. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. We kind of cold called you there, but I also want to say thanks for sponsoring me for so many years. You always uh, made sure that I either had my entry fee taken care of or a tank of gas or a tire or whatever, and that's why I had Stone Age Racing down my left leg so everybody could see it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I, I love that, too, and you know, back when I was on the fire department, you know, I had a little extra money. And, and then me you and your dad, we went all over the United States. I was fortunate. I got to race from coast to coast, from yep. uh, California to Florida to Sturgis, South Dakota, and all points in between. And yep. uh, kind of living the dream, I guess. I got to live the dream. Yeah, and so we're, st- we're still was- doing that. Every, every chance we get together, we still, we still live the dream. That's true. Well, man, I love you, brother. Uh, thank you for having me on there. And uh, sure. it was a neat deal. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. Okay. Love you guys. All right, buddy. Love Take care, Stanley. See you. See you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. One hell of a dude right there. Hell of a dude. I don't have to explain that to you. He's awesome. He's, he's probably one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. He's got the biggest heart, and he'll do anything to help out and he loves flat track too uh you could tell and uh i'm glad you got to talk about jim evans there another awesome dude that's uh that's been a huge supporter of uh off the groove and you for throughout your whole racing career yeah so cool well i think we made the best of a situation here you know given what's going on in the world and given on what's going on with uh with kenny tolbert not answering our damn phone calls i think we made the most of it <laughs> i do too man it was a lot of fun and uh i gotta ask you what are you going to do to keep yourself entertained? You are quarantined and working from home. Your girlfriend is too. So what do you guys do for fun when you're not working from home? 
Oh, I can't really get into that on this podcast. You want to? Can't give you those details, but uh, I don't know. I man. didn't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's definitely a, a crazy time. Uh, we are making the most of it. We've made up names for each other, call each other uh, our coworkers, because you know you're you're not in an office setting now, so you have to like. Okay. Yeah, and we make up stories about coworkers that aren't here and just have fun. What with happened? It. What happened at home yeah, the night before? Exactly. And stuff? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. We're making the most of it. We are definitely, we've definitely got uh, a shitload of uh, food stocked up. I, like you were saying, my my pantry is as full as it's ever been. Uh, so we're prepared for it. We're trying to make the most of it. I don't know. Watching a bunch of Netflix, chilling. Yep. All that yep. kind of stuff. So before I got home, my girlfriend Shelly filled every cupboard I have in my <laughs> in my kitchen is full of food, and I've never had this much food before. And of course, I just want to sit here and start eating it. But I also know I got to make it last. Exactly. And I got the Dr. Pepper stocked up in the garage. That There's, was my question. Dr. Pepper. That was yeah. my question. Do you, do you have enough Dr. Pepper to get Dr. you Pepper. through if you're stuck well, in I there hope for so. a month? Ooh, I don't know for a month because, you know, like three or four days. I was going to say, man, you might need... Mm. Yeah. I might, I might have to back it down a little bit. Well, it's it's a good thing that like everybody's going out and getting toilet paper. That means that there's they're not focused on the Dr Pepper right now. So you could stock right, up on your Dr right. Pepper. Okay, I should go do that right now. Yeah, but be careful. Wash your hands. On what? Okay, I will. Can I borrow your face mask? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! All right, you want to do this again next week? We're gonna we're gonna keep cranking out content. We still have to do that damn number plate because all the chaos last week we never figured that out. But uh, we'll do that. We'll we'll do a live. I don't know. What do you got going on this weekend? Absolutely nothing. I like this. There's plan. no racing. There's no basketball. There's no nothing to watch on TV. All right. So let's do it. Let's plan to do it Sunday. Okay. This Sunday. Okay. We'll set a time. Sunday. Look, Sunday. Sunday. Follow, follow the Instagram account off the groove TV okay. on Instagram. All right. And we're going to be posting yep. stories. We'll tell you guys when it is on Sunday. I'm thinking of like sometime midday, like noon or one o'clock Eastern. Okay. Uh, but we'll we'll go live on Instagram. I already have the list of all the people who bought the T-shirts. We'll pick a name. You'll sign the number plate and we'll send that thing out. And we got to send one to Jim Evans, too, for being the first sponsor. Absolutely. I got to give him a call anyway and, and check in with him since there was no race. And I didn't get to... Yeah, we, we usually bench race a little bit, but yeah. I got to give him a call anyway. So uh, I'll take care of that, get a, get an address for him, and we'll take care of that. I usually say keep it on two wheels, keep it on four wheels, but just keep it on the couch. <laughs> keep it safe. Keep it safe and keep it sane. Peace. Scott's got me hooked on the gopher nuggets. Oh, the dude, beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, beaver nuggets. Beaver, beaver nuggets. Yeah, they're amazing. Got me hooked on them. They're one of my favorite oh, things man. in the world. That's oh, man. Stuff. They're tasty little morsels, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. <laughs> yeah. To wrap up the episode, how about playing all the birthday wishes for Graham? I think that's a great idea. Obviously, a lot of people love her just like as much as we do. And uh, you can tell just by some of the messages that's left. Uh, Check it out, guys. Happy birthday, Grams. Happy birthday to you. Dave from District 6, District 7. Hey, Graham, this is Kevin Barnes calling. Just want to wish you a happy birthday. Have a great day. Hi, Graham. Uh, happy birthday. I hope you had an awesome day. Very well deserved. I hope it was nice and warm. And we will see you at the next race. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, Graham. This is Joy. Just wanted to say happy birthday to you. And also a huge thank you for all your help with Scotty's article. So excited I got to talk to you. And I hope your birthday is so awesome. Happy birthday. Hi, Graham. It's uh, Barry the Punk, number 299, uh, from over in Scotland. Uh, just thought I'd uh, wish you a very happy birthday, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Take it easy. Hey, Graham, this is Kristen B. I was calling to say happy birthday. Thank you for always supporting the series and us and everything we do. We love you. Happy birthday. Enjoy the day. Cheers. Hey, guys, it's Kentucky Mudflap here checking in. Just want to give one special lady a happy birthday wish 
Happy birthday, Graham. Mudflat out. Hello, Graham. This is Johnny Garibanger. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Tell you that we really enjoy every question that you send in on Off Groove. Happy birthday, Kathy Dubler. We love you. Ron and Bonnie Stone. Hey, Graham. This is your favorite motorcycle daredevil, Bubba Blackwell. Just wanted to call you and uh, wish you a very happy, happy birthday. You're the greatest motorcycle flat track race fan there is. That's undeniable. Just unbelievable how much you support what everybody does out there. And we love you very much. And uh, wasn't a way I was getting away with uh, not being able to wish you a happy birthday. Talk to you soon, and I'll see you when you come to Atlanta, or I'll see you at Springfield. See you. Bye-bye. Happy birthday, Graham. I hope you had a memorable one. You are the youngest Graham that I have ever known. You travel all over the place to see all of the flat trackers, and I think that's just amazing. What a great fan you are. I hope you have many, many years to come with the wonderful birthdays. Hopefully they won't be memorable like this year, but it's so nice to know you. Have a wonderful day. Hey, Graham. Uh, Sammy Sabedra here. I just wanted to wish you the happiest of birthdays, and thank you for all the love you give to our flat flat track family shit carter scratch that i'm gonna do that over hey graham sammy sabedra here i just wanted to wish you the happiest birthday and i uh, wanted to thank you for all the love you give to our flat track family happy birthday graham hey graham i wanted to say happy birthday this is Brown. i love you <laughs> Hi, Graham. It's Glacey and Jocelyn. We wanted to call and say happy birthday. We love you. Happy birthday. Love you, Graham. Hi, Graham. It's Haley. Happy, 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 happy birthday. I hope you had a great day, and I love you very much. Scott's got me hooked on the gopher nuggets. Got me hooked on the gopher nuggets. Got me hooked on the gopher nuggets. Tasty little morsel. Tasty little morsel. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it.